So, Quentin, tell me about your first kiss. No. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you had Firewall as your screen name? Like, as your, like, as your, as your online persona. Oh my goodness. Um, it's, it has to have been at least a few years now. Uh, cause I know Xbox live. I've never changed my gamer tag since making it. And Xbox live says I've been on there for 10 years or just under 10 years. So I'd probably say at least a decade. What does it mean? I like are you just into. Is it just because it's a computery thing? No, I used to have another name that. Oh my goodness, was years and years and years ago. Obviously, um, but then I played the Tron PC game, and then the Tron Game Boy Advance game, and there was a person on there named Virus. I think it was, and it was spelled with numbers and symbols and all sorts of things. Um, and I liked it a lot. It looked really cool. So I wanted to make something similar to it, but I didn't want to be called virus. And so I was like, Oh, firewall would be a cool one. You know, cause you were, uh, in the, in the game, you were supposed to use a firewall to destroy the virus. Um, so I just kind of built off of that and I really liked, I really liked the name. So I just stuck with it and then never changed it, which has always confused me about the people who do change their names. Um, just so often because it's just like why like I, I i'm so attached to the name like uh, a while back i was talking with a customer service rep for another gaming company and i couldn't get access to one of their games for my brother and they're like well you can't get access because his thing's blocked and the emails entered incorrectly and there's no way of fixing it your best bet is just to make a new gamer tag and i was just thinking about them like ah uh, no like absolutely not and I was just thinking about that. I was thinking, let's just think about all the games that are associated with that gamer tag. You know, all the achievements, all, everything related to it. And then, like, just the name alone? Like, absolutely not. Uh, never would I consider just switching out the gamer tag because I couldn't play one game. Mm-hmm. Uh. It is interesting because, you know, now that things like esports and, you know, Twitch streaming is becoming part of the social fabric where you can say it, Twitch stream, in a crowded place, and now about 70% of people will know what you're talking about. But they won't know the actual name of the streamers. They'll know their gamer tag, like Ninja. I mean, that that name is just it's so quick and easy. And if he were to wake up one day, he's like, oh, well, I don't like how ninjas are perceived or portrayed. Uh, I'd rather be called Assassin for some reason. Um, and that was not taken, which I'm sure it is, uh, that would be very confusing to a lot of people. I think the idea of switching gamer tags, while I can't speak for everybody, I've switched not my gamer tag, but le- like my screen name, my chat room screen name back in the AOL days or the Yahoo Messenger days. I've I've gone through a lot, and I finally settled on ones that that I was happy with, but you know, that, that definitely took a minute to, to, to find, if you will. And now my actual Xbox gamer tag is, is lost. So I had to do what you don't want to do, which was create 
a brand new screen name and pretty much start from scratch. What happened to it? And a long story short, I kind of forgot that I had created it. I went from my 360 with Teen Ninja 3000, got the Xbox One, and I associated the Xbox One with my Live.com email account. But my Xbox 360 was actually associated with my Gmail account. And I didn't put the two together until after when I went into you know games that are available to download. There were no games because they were associated with my old account, not my new account. But then because it was kind of a work console, I, was, I felt like I had to, I guess, in a way, start afresh with work-related achievements or work-related captures and work-related uh, interactions with people and, and things of that nature. Obviously, that has not kept up. I've, I've made it a work and personal account. But um, it still sucks that you don't yeah. like have your old tag. What was your old tag? Teen Ninja Three Thousand. Okay, better question. Why? Well, that kind of arose from the '90s. I mean, if you remember the whole thing where everyone was doing little X, big X, then your name, and then big X, and then little X to kind of block it off. Um, I like the whole like, uh, you know. Power Man 5000, for example, was actually one of my, I wouldn't say favorite bands, but I definitely enjoyed their music back in the day. You know, When Worlds Collide, things like that. Mm. Uh, kids, go ask your parents. Good good song to, to drive to. Um, I like, I, I don't know, I just like putting a number. Uh, T for Tony. Uh, ninja, I was the first ninja, by the way. Um, I just, you know, I thought it was cool. And then just 3000 because it, it was. Uh, it wasn't trying to mimic nine thousand like Dragon Ball Z. It wasn't trying to mimic five thousand like Power Man, but it was a nice kind of solid just, just flows. And I ha- actually had that not only on, on my Xbox 360 but also my PlayStation when I played online with Call of Duty and things like, like that. I had that with uh, Yahoo Messenger. Had it with AOL. So kind of similar to you, I built up this persona where that if people want to follow me, they just had to type that into a search bar and all of my links would pretty much be the same. And then this minor debacle happened where the elephant that never forgets forgot. And I completely forgot about which email was associated with what. And by the time that I started downloading the games that our respective company gave us to use, I was downloading them on the wrong account when I should have been downloading them on, you know, my original account. Mm -hmm. So you live and learn. Um, I think if I really wanted to, um, as you had stated to me offline, I could go and, you know, try and get it back, put it back into the cycle, if you will, uh, while it gets, uh, while it becomes inactive. But um, for right now, I'm, I'm fine with, with dealing with my last name as my gamer tag. The hardest thing is getting people thinking that it's the name of a well, I don't know, one of one of uh I heard someone think that they uh, say that they thought it sounded like a disease or something. Oh. Nope, nope, that's that's my last name. Hannity syndrome. That's my last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hannity syndrome, a syndrome of being awesome. So there you go. That's the, <laughs> that's how I uh attributed it to it. Going back though, like 
when, when people change their username, it's because their interests change. Because there's a lot of there are a lot of people that I see on on Xbox Live. Their name is like something to do with Fortnite or PUBG or even uh, like Grand Theft Auto. Like that is a part of their gamer tag forever and ever until they change it or change it again for the twenty dollars or whatever it is. That's got to be annoying. No, what would be annoying is if uh, you couldn't change it at all. Because there are a few services out there that you can't change your name. So imagine, like, whatever your very first name was, just sticking with it. Forever. Now, I don't know about you, but I remember my first name online. And I really have no interest in keeping that name. (laughs) Do you want to divulge what that one was? Uh, not really, cause I I use I use the I use the email associated, which is by the same name as all my spam okay. accounts. So <laughs> when I say spam, I mean spam email. I'm not spamming other people. I'm receiving the spam. When places are you know just put in your email, all right, sure, you can have this email. Sure. I remember what my first AOL screen name was. Okay, do you care to divulge? It was Tony D5A1C. And then shortly after that, it was Tony D5A1D. And then shortly after that, it was Tony the Hunk 1133337. XOXO. XOX, <laughs> yeah. No, just XX. Yep, there you go. Yep. And then my uh, AOL away message. Oh my God, do you remember the away messages? How important it was to have a good away message? I don't. You don't? Oh, jeez. I didn't ever use AOL. Oh, man. Was it... I mean, you're not that much younger than I am. That was... Yeah, I still didn't use it. Oh. Would you use the chat online with your friends? Just like, did you go straight to... to the... I remember MSN. Um... But didn't MSN... I mean, I, I'm sure these other services had like away messages, right? I genuinely don't remember. Mm. I remember the importance of having, like, if I if I was interested in a girl or dating her or whatever, in the away message, you had to, like, write something to her or a, or a poem or a song <laughs> lyric. Um, oh, my word. Um, Y'all are dorks. Or uh, it would be... Like, uh, like, one of my other friends would be like, you know, remember, we, we are... Uh, 14, 15 years old. Um, and this was when I was going to a private school in England. Okay. We have no idea what the streets, quote unquote, are. Um, but, you know, so someone would put on like a, a rap lyric from Notorious B.I.G. Or, or Public Enemy to sound like super hard and super like yoked and, and awesome. Like, you know, Busting a cap and you know in in these mother effing streets or something like that as the away message. It's like, uh, <laughs> you live in a three story house uh, and you go to a uh, a school that is thousands of dollars in tuition. I don't think you're busting anybody's cap. I don't even think you've held a gun. <laughs> the only cap is your graduation cap, right? And uh, incidentally, um, 
I, I called him out on this, on, on this lyric, and I was like, dude, come on, who, like, we know who you are, like, who, who, what, why are you trying to front? Who like, are you trying to fool? Yeah, why are you trying to be like something that you're not? And that's when the idea of being somebody else on the internet came to, like, my attention. You know, because I, I, I feel like even when I play games, uh, games that they lean on your morals, like in Heavy Rain, uh, that PlayStation game that, it you know, you kind of control the plot line, uh, or even games like Grand Theft Auto or Mafia, where your decision will change the outcome of whether somebody lives or dies. I lean on my internal morals and not necessarily the morals of the character that I'm playing. And maybe that makes my character boring, but that's just who I am. And to be confronted with this idea that I can be somebody else online that is not necessarily directly tied back to me, that was that was just... It was eye-opening, but it wasn't something that I really felt comfortable doing. Hmm. That's why I don't really like these YouTubers that put on an act they have like a fake positivity or they just they have this fake persona unless it's like very clear cut hey this is acting and this is scripted that's fine but when they have like a daily vlog that is that looks to be like it is spontaneous that's the word yep spontaneous and uh, and it looks to be um um genuine but it's not because they're just faking a persona. I don't. I don't appreciate that. I don't know why. Yeah, that's the hard thing with YouTube and the streamers nowadays. Is you got to be overdone in terms of your attitude. There's very few streamers that can get a fan base nowadays without being something they're very much not. I highly doubt Felix goes around the town he lives in in just like PewDiePie. I, 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 I highly doubt that's what he does. But that persona that he created, just whatever that voice is that he does as PewDiePie, it just caught on like wildfire. And he, I, he is a, you know, respectively, he's a pretty decent gamer, obviously. But it's it's more of the persona than than the game that he's playing that captured the imagination and the attention of these people. And I watched a number of his vlogs and a number of his streams. And I'm like, you know, you sound like a jerk. You sound like a total, you know, a-hole here. But then when I hear other people talk about you that know you off camera, you're not like that. So why, why, why are you trying to front for what we all, people already like you so or they like your gameplay you know you don't you don't have to be this cocky person un- unless this is the side of you that has never been able to come out of its shell until now being behind a camera in front of millions i don't know yeah that's another question is is this your online persona or is this really who you are and you're just not sharing with the class. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I have I have my other YouTube projects and whatnot, but I don't feel like 
I, for my vape channel, I'm this one, like this one particular person. And then for my tech channel, I put on glasses and a pocket protector and talk tech. I don't feel like those are two different people. You know, I, I've even had instances where in on my two different channels, I'm in the exact same shot location wearing the exact same outfit, you know, talking about two different subjects, but it's the exact same person. And I feel like for me personally, that's what works. And I don't have to be all out there, all in your face, overly excited about something that doesn't necessarily need to be overdone. Um, I forget the YouTuber's name. Um, I'm maybe it's not Jack Septicai or is it? Is Jack Septicai the 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 Irish guy, the angry Irish guy? Do you know? Is oh, that... you're asking the wrong person, dude. <laughs> so hey, if you're listening, um, and you know who I'm talking about, it's this angry Irish guy, and he just like starts yelling at the screen. Um, anyways, I bring this up only because my my son was watching him one time. And at the time, he was like maybe 11, um, 10 or 11. And I had to sit him down like, look, I don't mind you watching him, even with some of the bad words he says, because I, I know you've heard these bad words already because of us. Sorry. Um, but this is not who he is in real life. Like if you went to his house to have tea with him or to have a beer with him or whatever, I, I, I highly doubt this is how he is. More likely, it's like the whole Robin Williams, uh, not syndrome, but thing, where Robin Williams is like out there on stage, but then, um, you know, when you, you know, he's in the dressing room or just with his family, he's very subdued. Same thing with Jim Carrey, you know, and it, it's okay for them because they're actors. That's literally what they're getting paid for. So. Mm-hmm. As a online persona, if you're as big as Septicai, PewDiePie, you too are getting paid through sponsorships and ads. So if we're paying for that character and it's an online character, that is fine. But if but what I don't like is people putting themselves online as a character, but also saying this is who I am. It's like it's like a false pretense to me. No, definitely. And that is why I am not Teen Ninja 3000 anymore. So on Xbox, a bunch of Star Wars titles went backwards compatible. Uh, So you can play like the old Xbox original games and play them on the Xbox One. And honestly, one of them is super exciting for me, but one a different game called Mercenaries Playground of Destruction is a game I'm really interested in. Like, really, really interested in. And I just remember a lot of memories from that game, and so I wanted to ask you if you had any games that, like, you wish you could go back to, maybe don't have the means to, or just haven't, like a lot of us. But what game would be something you'd want to play again? I know by now it's kind of... It's what's the word? It's kind of trendy, hipstery to 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 mention this game, but I loved the original Tony Hawk. Like that was the game that kind of got me into the more modern consoles. 
Um, I think the first time I played it was on the, the original PlayStation 1. Um, right before the PlayStation X came out. There was an X, right? I don't know. PlayStation uh, 2? Nah, I thought there was like a PlayStation 1 Mini, and they call it the X or something. I, 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 don't, I don't quite remember the original PS days. But just, just the game. Uh, Tony Hawk, and, and definitely Tony Hawk 2. Like, the game mechanics are horrific, and compared to, like, even Skate 3... Like there, there is, you know, it, it's obviously much better graphics in Skate Three and a lot more realistic in Skate, but it was just so much fun. It wasn't necessarily about the realism; it was there's the arcade aspect of it. So, I I do realize, you know, just like you were saying, I could play it. There's ways for me to play it. Emulators, you know, we have a PlayStation upstairs. I could find the game used th- somewhere and buy it. I just don't, yeah. I just, I just don't have the time. But it would, it would be, it would be that. But the other game that I would love to play, um, and I would put many hours into, is an old RTS called Command and Conquer. I was never like amazing at it, but I was good enough to where, like, I definitely enjoyed the time that I put into it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's more important than being good at a game is having fun on a game. Oh, sure. Yeah. But then I would also disagree with that when you are 12, 13 years old, 13, no, 13, 14 years old. When you're 13, 14 years old and that game comes out and you're talking to your friends and you say, well, I'm not that good, but I enjoy it. You're going to be put down pretty quickly. Now, maybe you had a different (laughs) kind of group of friends, but my group of friends quickly became group of acquaintances who then became groups of friends again as I got better in the game but it was very much of a social status to be good not just to have the game and be able to play it but be good and be able to talk strategy and that's something that you know uh you you you've played with me before I'm not very good at strategy for the first like you know for the first couple of months of playing a game, then then I catch on, and that's basically what happened with CNC and CNC Red Alert. But what about you? What games would you like to be able to play again if you had the time and the means to? You know, I actually did this. Uh, I want to say a year, two years ago. Um, we were on a vacation and. For one means or another, we were stuck at the hotel for the remainder of like the evening, so we didn't really have anything to do other than watch the Olympics. And as someone who doesn't get sucked into the Olympics, let's put it that way, um, I wanted to find something else to do, and <laughs> I re-downloaded Age of Empires Two, the rise or no Age of Empires One, Rise of Rome, and. I just remember years and years and years ago, my grandfather actually had like a demo disc for the game. And I just fell in love with this demo. We never even bought the game, but it was just so much fun to make all these different units and go have them fight. I got so just ridiculously good at the demo of all things. <laughs> um, I got, I found like all the hidden secrets of the level. I found all the, like I drag out the level and you know 
in at first I'd get overwhelmed by my enemy over and over and over again, and eventually it came to the point where I was slowly dragging out my enemy's demise. And I know that sounds terrible, but it was it was something fun. It was it was a blast. I loved it. So how long um, was the demo? Would you say? Well, that's the cool thing is back then the demo only completed when you won or lost. So you could play that thing forever. As long as you didn't meet the winning criteria, the game would continue. And the winning criteria was like defeat the three enemies in the game and then build a giant coliseum in the middle of town. Yeah, so you could you could make that thing just last forever. Yeah, we don't do demos anymore. Right? I mean I mean there are demos some... are still around, but like a lot of the times you'll see time limits and time constraints on them where it's like, okay, you're gonna complete this level, but the level will complete itself one way or another in X amount of time. No, but that's that's not necessarily what I mean. Like like uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is the the concept of buying a gaming magazine was not only just to get the cool articles, but also to get like the most up to date demos on new games that are potentially coming out. Throw it in your computer and see if you actually want it. Nowadays, in order to decide if we want a game, we either hope to find a rep at a store playing the game, like you and I do. Um, you watch a bunch of gameplay and reviews online, which is what most people do. Um, or you just buy the game and hope that you like it. Um, or last, some developers will give a try before you buy option, especially on Xbox, but not all. And that's pretty much about it. Like, there's, it's interesting how the the idea of demoing has moved away from. We will actually give you a chance to see what it's like. You know, you and I have seen demos. We go to E3, we go to CES. There are demos there that are, as you said, time constrained, or you hit a certain score pointage, and then you're done. Like, hey, you hit ten thousand. Great job. Now let's move on to the next thing. And it's just interesting now, like we don't, we don't have that option. You know, I, um, like PUBG was available for free just this past weekend. But then if I hadn't owned the game, uh, before that would be my intro to it, but they don't do that enough, you know, not just like with free weekends, but I think just with, with games in general, I would love to have a free weekend to try fire, uh, a far cry five. You know, I haven't bought it yet. I know it's great, but I want to try it for myself, but I don't really feel like spending $60 to try it, and I don't feel like spending $50 to buy it used in hopes that if I don't like it, I'll remember to return it to get my money back. I mean, there is something like Redbox you could use. Yeah, but how up-to-date is Red Redbox with the games? Is it pretty consistent? I want to say it's up to date, but I also don't actively use Redbox. Most of the time, like if it's a game I'm gonna buy, it's a game I'm gonna buy. I'm usually I'm the opposite of you. If if I really really like the game and it looks really interesting, I'm gonna bite the sixty dollar bullet and just buy the game. But mind you, on the other side of things, that doesn't happen too often, and I usually stick to the games that I like. Right. Like my my current rotation is uh between PUBG and Titanfall 2. 
and Titanfall 2 came out two years ago. Forget, Destiny 2 is still part of that rotation for you as well. Yeah, it did drop off the rotation for a little while, but definitely has uh, found new life. Um, I know you've got a copy sitting at home that you need to install. So that's the, that's the other thing that I was going to follow up with is like I say these things like I wish there was more demos, but then you yourself had gone through the trouble of sending me a copy of a game so I don't have to go out and buy it, and it's sitting on my One X over there, and I just haven't installed it because I've just been so involved in playing these other games that even when I was listening to you guys do a raid uh, the other night, I was like, ah, oh, I should install that game. I'm going to keep on playing PUBG, though. <laughs> like, it's it's just this, I don't know why I have this barrier in my head. I, I, I just, I don't know why. So I'm, I'm thinking after you and I record this podcast, I'm going to install the game, but then maybe play a couple of rounds of PUBG while the game is installing, if, if, uh, if, if the uh, internet connection doesn't uh, crap out on me. <laughs> so Tony, have you ever heard of the term digital squatters? Is that where somebody buys a URL just to make a uh, make money on off of someone trying to resell it or something? Yeah, usually it's not them buying the URL, but like somebody getting the uh Twitter username that mm. you really wanted and you're a big celebrity and you really want that name and you have the means to say no I really want that name do you know digital squatters or are no they... I just know of them like people uh-huh. people will take like that same example people will take a uh, username that you know some celebrity wants and then maybe say hey I'll sell it to you but since I know you're rich I'm going to offer it to you for a ridiculous sum of money Right. I remember that being kind of an issue at the dawn of the internet. Um, somebody originally had bought Julia Roberts' name. So if she wanted to have juliaroberts.com, um, she was going to have to pay this random, I guess, you know, the kind of like a, how a patent troll just buys up patents. He, was, he had, to, had to pay this digital squatter a few thousand dollars for essentially her own name. Um, I don't know how that would work though. Like how the, um, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how that works though with the court system and things of that nature. Cause I know, um, one of the original editors and founders of Engadget, he, his name is Ryan Block. I don't think he has any relation to Ken Block, the uh, Gymkhana uh, drifter. But Ryan Block had basically been confused with another Ryan Block, who I believe is involved in uh, some form or fashion of pornography. And obviously it's a little confusing when you're trying to look up a tech editor and then you get all these other images that may or may not have anything to do with the other guy. And (laughs) essentially what had happened was what you said, the Twitter username, there was a fight over the Twitter username. And I believe it kind of came down to Ryan block of Engadget had to prove that that was his name. Like even with like birth certificate and everything, It, it got down to that. So there was no money 
exchange, but it, it was definitely a almost a full on legal battle through Twitter for a username. Could you even do that though? Like nowadays, because like if I if I had a Twitter username of Quentin and someone was like, "No, my name's Quentin. I want the username." Like I'd be like, "That sucks. That's my username." Yeah, well, my my you know, I'd be like, "That sucks. That's my username." And they could be, well, I'm famous, uh, blah blah blah. You gonna you're gonna have to give it to me. No, no. It I I got it first. It's it's first come first serve. Well, if it's something as ambiguous as Quentin, you know, and that it can be attributed to multiple Quintons, um, you know, f- luckily you can kind of cut down the the uh a lot of the bs because you have two ends instead of just one in your name or i guess three ends instead of just two for splitting hairs here but um <laughs> uh i i think it's it's less of you know of an issue if it's just the first name but it becomes more of an issue if if it's using the first and last name like you were using your full first name and your full last name uh kind of like our president if you will. Um, now, I don't know what the reasoning behind him using the Twitter handle, the real Donald Trump. Um, more than likely, it was because a parody account of at Donald Trump started before uh, the real Donald Trump uh, was trying to campaign for the election back in uh, 2015, 2016. But uh, that's pretty much like when this uh, official Donald Trump Twitter account became popular and it was the real Donald Trump. And then after that, that's when I started seeing a lot more uh, Twitter handles being the real blah, blah, blah. And you even had mentioned that on, on Reddit because someone stole, not stole, but someone had your handle that you had to add the real uh, firewall. Actually, let's do a social experiment, um, kind of talking about digital squatters and screen names. Let's see if anyone has Ninja 3000 on Twitter. And that is nobody. No one has it. Okay, user not found. Cause that, <laughs> well, that you actually, better make it now well, before no, that, you post this. That used to be, oh my gosh. So that used to be my Twitter handle. Uh, back in 2010, but then when I started doing more tech-related stuff, I wanted my Twitter handle to be um, more of a professional and relatable and recognizable tech handle. So I, I changed it to Lazy Tech Tony. Um, but then now you can you... change it to Tech Ninja 3000. Well, the problem is there's already a Tech Ninja. Is there really? Yeah. Um, He's a really cool guy. <laughs> I've actually met him. Um, he literally calls himself the Tech Ninja. Um, yeah, Kevin Nether. His Twitter handle is Tech Ninja Speaks. So if I were to call myself Tech Ninja Three Thousand at this point, because he already has um, fifty-seven thousand followers, I would be copying him. Even though I was, you know, I came up with Teen Ninja or whatever way back when, I'm I'm too late to that party. And now that there is <laughs> there's that 
that Twitch streamer Ninja, people would be claiming that I'm trying to copy somebody. So I'm just gonna I'm just stay clear of calling myself Ninja in any form or fashion, and just and just kind of go with the whole lazy kind of uh, persona, which is both true and ironic, and that's why it works. So we probably need to backtrack a little here. Why do you call yourself Lazy Tech Tony? Well, it's Lazy Tech Guys is the website that I started with. And uh, the easiest way to connect my my Twitter to that was just to kind of just change my Twitter name from T-Ninja to Lazy Tech Tony. And it just kind of it just stuck and it and it kept with it. And I don't really promote or do any vape-related interactions on Twitter. It's really just more of tech-related interactions on Twitter, um, and that's why it just it just kind of uh, it never blossomed into anything else. So there's no confusion or overlap. But uh, hmm. I did keep the lazy part, so. Lazy Tech Tony is who I am on Twitter, but on Instagram I'm Lazy Tony Vapes. So there's still the the lazy, um, I guess that would be the the overarching persona for me. But again, I don't feel like it's lying because you get down to it, brass taxes and all. I am super lazy. <laughs> I just make it look good. <laughs> well, I guess whatever works, right? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was fun and stimulating. Uh, Quentin, uh, how can people find you with your totally awesome screen name? You'd never guess, but on Xbox Live and Twitter at Firewall. Wow, you're right. I didn't guess, but now I know. As for me, uh, we pretty much said it, but if you didn't listen on uh, Twitter, Lazy Tech Tony, on uh, all the others, you can just uh, look at the links in the podcast description below, YouTube links and whatnot. You can follow both of us on Twitter, actually, at Still Recording, and we will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.